Welcome to According to John, where today we are going to answer or finish, I should say, part two of what determines if a person goes to heaven or hell. Last session, we identified the problem. I got so excited. There was things in that Bible study Pastor John brought out I had never seen before. That's the neat thing about the Bible. It never gets old. Right. It's always over our head. I've read through the Bible 180 times, and I, I've read that 180 times, and I never connected the dots about the same temptation that God, uh, that Satan put before Adam and Eve, or before Eve when she fell, was the same temptation that Satan gave to Jesus. It was. And, and, and us. Same, and, and us in First John, the, the three categories of sin, the lust of flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. But last uh, session we did together was identify find a problem. What was that phraseology used about the default? Oh, so it's our default position. Yeah, we're under sin. Yeah. You know, that, that phrase people, well, God, God's a loving God. He'd never send anybody to hell. And that's sort of kind of true. But it's our, if you just understand, we're, we're already condemned. We're in that default position. And we are desperate. We are on our way to hell. But God had a plan to fix it. And that's we're going to focus in on the really good news now. Yeah. Brother, open us in a word of prayer and we'll uh, get finished. Let's pray. Father, I pray for the Holy Spirit to empower us to teach the word of God with enthusiasm and with clarity to help uh, our listeners to grow strong in the power of your word and to be discerning and not driven about by every wind of doctrine and not to be deceived in the evil that's all around us in these final days of the church age. Give grace, we pray, to the to us as we speak and to those who listen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so real quick, let's do a catch-up. What determines if a person goes to heaven or hell? <clears throat> and we talked about uh, how it is our default position, like you were just saying, right? Uh, God, Listen, God offers us a way because he becomes our rescuer uh, because we're automatically uh, on our way to hell. We talked about using the ocean liner as yeah, our... man overboard. But in reality, it's not man overboard. It's mankind overboard. Yeah. But we got a cruise ship director here who is all knowing. He knows and he loves us mm -hmm. and he he could see all this coming. I love that little phrase somebody used years ago. Did it ever occur to you that nothing has ever occurred to God? Yeah, you're on top of it, Johnny. <laughs> he knew it was coming and now the fabulous news today right in the same chapter of of the fall is the rescue. Yep. Yeah, because God wants us reconciled to him. God wants us. He sends the life preserver being Jesus Christ because we're automatically going to hell. And so literally God, uh, going to heaven has everything to do with God's act of rescue, not his condemnation, but his act of rescue. And so we need to stop blaming God, accusing God, judging, uh, judging God. God, like you said in the last one. Uh, we have to stop judging God because we're falsely judging him on a false premise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a kangaroo court when uh, when it's left in the hands of man, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. It really is. And so so God creates everything. It was all good. He gives it to us. We go into Genesis. When we talk about Genesis chapter 3, uh, if, if you listen to the first part where the, the woman was tempted by uh, Satan and, or, or the beast of the field, if you will. And then, uh, uh, she, he, he tempts her with all three ways that humanity is tempted, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes and pride of life. He tempted her with all three. She caves, she gives in when she gives in our relationship with God is now broken. Uh, when I say our, I mean uh, mankind. humanity, mankind, yeah. And so death is now the reality in our world. It started right there. Uh, and then this is where we pick up is the sin of Adam is passed down to all of humanity. Romans 5.12, therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all have sinned. Now, real quick, before we get into the Savior, that uh, the rescuer, if you will, um, I, I want you to understand how sin is passed through all of humanity. If you look, you have uh, Adam was created. Everybody that comes from Adam has a sin nature. Mm -hmm. Eve came from Adam because she came from his rib. And so, therefore, she has the sin nature. The sin nature is passed through the man. So, ladies, yes, you can point to your husband and say it's all his fault. All right. <laughs> only, the only people who are sinners are people who have a dad. There you go. For uh, Wherefore, it's by one, one man, man, dad, Adam, sin entered the world, and death by sin... So death passed upon all, for all have sinned. And so we're born into this uh, sin nature state. And we, yep. we're born with a sinful nature, and we soon choose. Right. I mean, really soon. Right. Our babies are sinners, you know. They're screaming bloody murder. It's the end of the world. We're dying. Ah! You go in and they smile. <laughs> they just want us to know that we are completely under their control. And they, they know how to manipulate. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. These people are like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. Oh, please do yeah. not be yeah. deceived. You ever raised a baby, you, you wouldn't even say that. They right. Those ba they're literally just little sinners, man. Now. Let me back up just for a second so that you understand God didn't create us as sinners. God created us innocent. And then when we choose to sin, when we choose to follow our sinful nature, because we have a free will, we can either choose to do right or we can choose to do wrong. When we choose to do wrong, now we're held accountable for it. And so God created us with a sin nature, meaning that we had the free will to do wrong. That's what it means. And everybody does wrong. Everybody does wrong. Now, Jesus couldn't sin. He didn't sin. I know that's a big question for people. Well, did Jesus sin? No, he did not. Could he have sinned? No, he could not have. And here's why. Jesus did not have an earthly father. And so, therefore, since God is his father, he got 
uh, righteous nature from his father. He got the nature he got from his, uh, uh, the nature he has, he got from his father. The nature we have, we got from our father. We got a sin nature. He got a righteous nature. And so it would have been as hard for Jesus to sin as it is for us to be perfect. I never thought of it in that terminology, but, uh, we're living in a world that waters everything down and they question the word of God and everything. Let me tell you, the virgin birth of Jesus is huge. Well, and that, that's what made the virgin birth so big. It had to be a virgin birth for Jesus to have. Otherwise he'd had the nature of man. And now coming up real soon in the scripture here, the problem <laughs> chapter is a remedy chapter too. It's going to address this. Okay. So in Genesis chapter three, would you like to read three fifteen? Yes, I would. <laughs> Thank God I can see it. I was actually thinking about that, but go I ahead. Can see it now. I got the new glasses, got the cataracts. My dad called them Cadillacs off my eyes. And I failed my uh, eye test in South Carolina for my driver's license two times. So you got had to get glasses. glasses. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, here we go. Back to the text. All right. Now, this Adam and Eve have just sinned, and God's pronouncing judgment on Satan in Genesis right. 3.50. Thank you for letting me share this, John. Yeah, man. I'm so excited. Yeah, right. God said, I'll put enmity between you, Satan, and the woman. We get the word enemy from that. Animosity, division, war, war, yeah. conflict. I'll put enmity between you, Satan, and the woman. Well, what woman? Here we go. Between your seed, those who follow Satan, and her seed. Johnny, your seed of your mother, as I am seed of my mother, or excuse me, your seed of your mother and father, I'm seed of my mother and father, and all of our listeners are seed of your mothers but, and fathers. But here, it's Jesus. Here's the seed of a lady having a seed without a man. A, and so, what, what, what? He and this child, the seed of the uh -huh. woman, he, it'll be a masculine child, it'll yep. be a male child, shall bruise the head of Satan. Yep. And you, uh, Satan, will bruise his heel. Here we have the first prophecy of the scripture. It's a messianic prophecy. It's telling us Christmas is coming. Christmas in Genesis, yeah. I preach this. The seed of the woman. No is a man rescuer. Involved. It's a rescuer. It's the Jews call him Messiah. We call him Savior. We call him Jesus. Yeah. Immediately yeah. after they've sinned, they fuss with each other, and Adam, Adam's blaming Eve, and Eve's blaming the blaming the devil, and they can't get along, and they're fussing, and they make themselves uh, coats of uh, uh, the uh, leaves, fig, yeah. fig leaves. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Adam was a, seeking some assistance on that, and Eve says, "No way, big boy, yeah. you're on your own." <laughs> they made themselves aprons. They're fussing, and they're they're hiding from God, mm -hmm. and God steps in and He kind of tests them. So here's think about what you just said, man. So we have sin comes into the world because Eve eats of the fruit of the tree. There's immediate separation now because there's disobedience and disobedience separates us from God. From God and from each other. From, Did I take the words out of your mouth? I'm Connie? giving you a point for that. Yeah, but they were going to be your words. I know. So I'll just <laughs> take half a point. We'll share it. <laughs> so good to be back. I'll give you half my point. It Johnny. is good. To, brother, I've, I've missed you, man. It's so good to be back behind the microphone together. Just studying the scriptures. You know, you come to teach and I'm learning and, and maybe I say And I'm some learning. Too. Yeah. You know, 
You yeah. know, I've, I still got a couple brain cells that are kicking. <laughs> I didn't kill them all in 1969. I right. tried. Uh, I tried. Yeah, you and me both, brother. Yeah, Pray- so here's what's funny. I was talking to my sister-in-law because we had to go to uh, uh, North Carolina to help out, help family take care of some things, you know, help Sherry's dad. And and, and I was talking to my sister-in-law because she was like, um, man, I, I listened to your your your. I love your preaching. I was, and of course, obviously I was, I was humbled by that and, and thankful. And, and, uh, and I said, you know, what's so amazing. Cause she made a comment. She goes, I have a question and you always seem to do well with the answers. Mm-hmm. And I made a comment. I said, man, how sweet is it that with all that I did to ruin my brain and my body and everything else, God protected me and preserved it and allows me to study and learn and share his word. Dude, I am so humbled by the fact that God yeah. would allow me to do this. Pulled us out of the pulled us uh, out of the out of the pit, man. Uh, at any rate, so let's get back on this real quick. What we have here is in Genesis 315, uh uh, we see a savior is on the way. In Genesis 321, he's focused on a mission. He is. Yeah, and, and and the reason for the mission is us. us. It's us. Let that sink in. We, we we go around flip and say, well, God loves us. Jesus loves us. They're like, yeah, but don't use that flippantly. Well, that, so they abuse that. And what I want you to see is that God, even when we mess up because, you know, people are like, oh, God's a big God. You know, like when I first got saved and everybody, uh, the, the gentleman that led me to the Lord, he has since passed away. But he said, uh, uh, your fa- you have a new father and your father loves you. And, and in my brain, I went, oh, crap, here I go. A big God with a big stick waiting on me to mess up so he can beat the crap out of me. Like, like that was my mentality. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Catholics had that same mentality. Yeah, and and yeah. so I th- and I think a lot of people do, which is why they focus so much on good works. And I want you to see that even though fresh, and we're talking fresh, Adam and Eve sin, they're separated from God, and yet God shows compassion on them. Genesis three one. Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them because they covered themselves with leaves. 321. You said 31. Oh, I'm 3, sorry. 321. Thank yeah. you. So all of a sudden, what we have is God sees that they're clothed with leaves. That is not going to protect them well uh, or long. like to jump in there. Whose idea was the fig leaves? Yeah, I think it was Eve. Adam and Eve's. Yeah. God didn't tell them to do that. Just their guilt, their yep, shame, yep, yep. sin affected Desperate them. Desperate for a covering. Yeah, it's like I'm naked. Man, yeah. I can't. I can't take this. Anything. Yeah. And yeah. but it was. I think it's real critical here theologically. It was man's yeah. idea. Right. But in God, and so they're they're clothed now. Right. But God said, "No, you're not clothed until I tell you you're clothed." And, well, and think about this: man chose something that was absolutely temporary to cover them and God chose something that was everlasting. And when God's looking at their nakedness, he's looking more than just, Oh, they don't have clothes on. He's looking at the nakedness of their heart. They're fallen now. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're under sin yeah. now. And it breaks his heart, but he's, he's 
as we say down south, he's fixing to show them how to how to fix it. Right. <laughs> he's fixing to show. Uh, my, my name Duke is a two syllable word down there. Duke. Duke. <laughs> you you going to tell me a gayan? A, a gayan, three syllables. Yeah. And uh, if you ever watch uh, Andy Griffith? Oh yeah. And and I went to Mayberry. I went down yeah, to visit. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So yeah been over by Mount Pilot yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Pilot Mountain. Yeah. So uh, I love when. When uh, uh, they, I think Barney, someone shouts out and says, uh, asking him where he is, and he goes, right chair. <laughs> right chair. That's where I'm living, man. I'm loving it. <laughs> half the people are Yankees that moved down, but, man, we they're, love Yeah, we they're, love ruined, they're, they're, they're killing it. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so here's what I want you to see in this, that all of that that we were talking about with, with Adam and Eve and how God protects them and has compassion on them. But here's something that, that if you don't, if you don't understand, you're going to miss it because you won't read about it, but it's there. And it's in this verse. It says also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. And every time there has to be a sacrifice of blood for uh, sin. I like to ask people, where did the skins come from? And the response is from some kind of animals having cheated and read the whole the way all the way through the Bible many times. I would guess perhaps lambs. Yep. And but we uh, don't know. We're not told. We don't know what kind of fruit. We don't know what kind right. of skin. But let's right. just say it's a lamb. Uh, it would be a good biblical choice, and yep. it, it doesn't matter. God would have pointed it out. Right. But but some kind of animal. And what happens when you take off an animal's skin? Number one, it bleeds, and number two, it's a shedding of blood and dies. death. It bleeds and it dies. Yep. Sin. Is and horrific. and you know you know the thing about that animal that was killed for them to have and and it could have been a lamb uh, because you would have the skin and the wool that would keep them warm when because they're get, they're about to kicked out uh, they're about to be kicked out of their going to be some climate change, <laughs> There's gonna be some climate change. <laughs> exactly right Did I get a point yeah you know, I'll give you a point for All climate right. change All right. right so but but that think about that uh, God gave them everything they needed to survive and there was a sacrifice and there was death and it was not just a sacrifice and death but there was a death of the innocent, innocent. huge point death of the innocent yeah see that was more there was more going on there than just um let's let's just call them lambs there more going on than a tunic yeah yeah and then god adam and eve came up with the fig leaf idea god came up with the skins yeah. the blood the but that's typical man death. comes up with the temporary idea god comes up with the long term yeah the big here is the solution and they didn't understand it all, but right. they could tell. I think if, if you were and I were there, I think I think they got a, a kind of a lump in their throat. I think uh, Eve's got her head down, her eyes closed. There's, there's shame. Crying. Well, yeah, there, there's got to be shame because they're hiding. Yeah, they're hiding. And, and Eve yeah. and Adam's trying to not cry, and he's trying to be man and up, trying to. And, and they realize when God does this that this is significant. There's more going on here right. than just a couple of innocent uh, uh, lambs die. They're shedding of blood. And they know it's directly connected to their sin now we know later i'm jumping ahead probably here but i'm sorry but no, go, ahead. go ahead we know from the new testament it looks back on all the old testament sacrifices mm -hmm. it said the blood of the bulls and goats and, and and the lambs of the old testament never washed away even one sin yeah uh, so the, the to, i think to help our listeners here understand the sacrifice of the animals 
was like, uh, and, and you know, to cover the sins of of Israel, the sacrifice of the animals was like writing a check. Pay it forward, yeah. And when Jesus died on the cross, he was the bank that cashed the checks. Great illustration. All of those sacrifices, including this one, this is the first one. Mm -hmm. This is the first sacrifice is pointing to the one who will come, the rescuer, Mm -hmm. the the seed of the woman you just introduced to them, will come. And John the Baptist had connected all those dots, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which what? which taketh away the sins of the world. world. Yeah. All this theology is coming together. (laughs) This this is so sweet, guys. Oh, my goodness. And pinhead people say, well, you know, man wrote the Bible. It's like, ah, you have no clue. (laughs) What kind of people? Did I say pinhead? Pinhead people. I could have said much worse, but I'm trying to. (laughs) You were like, I didn't let the real thought slip out. (laughs) The Holy Spirit intervened and put in something. Right? Yeah. So so when we look at this, guys, I want you to see that a Savior is on the way. And that Savior now, it's already been, it was set up in Genesis. The same chapter they send. The remedy is unfolding. The the remedy is unfolding. Here you go. Jesus is the Savior. Matthew 1, Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 through 23 says, But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid take uh, to take to you Mary your wife for that which is conceived in her is of the holy spirit and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins so all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the lord through the prophet saying behold I'm in verse 23 behold the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And so this is the angel talking to Joseph, who was Jesus's stepfather. Johnny, I have a question. Do you like teaching the word of God? I love teaching the <laughs> word of God. I'm kind of getting that feeling that you're having fun right now. It is one of my most passionate uh, things I'm with to you, do. I'm with you, man. It's it's the ultimate. It is. I lo- because We get a little bit buzzed here when we get into scriptures with you guys. Right? You know yeah. It is, man. And, it's and nothing that I grew in my garden either. More than anything in this world, uh, as far as my hobbies and things that I enjoy... Yeah. I enjoy teaching the word of God. Um, Even right down to if I had to choose between my motorcycle and teach the word of God, I would, here's the keys. I got rid of my chickens, my goats, my ducks, my gardens, my orchard, my vineyard, got rid of all of it. Maybe God will give some of it back to me, but I've traveled, I'm away, I've moved off the homestead and Jesus kind of whispered in my heart privately, do you love these things more than mm-hmm. me? And I, I passed that test, John, I think I got Amen. an A. You got an A. I just laid it all aside because there's nothing as important as teaching the word of God. And I'm thankful to you for getting me into podcasting. You mm. invited me to be on, according to John, now on Bridled and uh, on your podcast. And uh, you remember what I said? What's what a is podcast? a podcast? <laughs> well, and, and 
This is an amazing part. This June, dude, will be four years. Yeah, and thousands of people have listened to us teach. Tens and, of thousands. Yeah, yeah, I think we're really, as far as both mine and yours together, I'm reaching about a million listeners as, now. You know, it's I'm think like about, a million Think now, about you know? the people that have heard the truth. Yeah. It's, and, it's so amazing. And uh, according to John, has been heard all over the Islamic countries. I mean, I hundreds and That's hundreds so of downloads crazy. in Islamic countries where we know nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I just, uh, so I hit my 140th country, um, and it was a little island, um, uh, Malaya, uh, um, I think it was Malaya or something like that. I have to go back and look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, what country is this? It's, it's uh, off of Africa. It's a little island uh, south of Africa. And um, uh, I, I Googled what is on this, you know, like, like, what is this place like? Dude, it's just dirt and huts, man. And somebody has got a computer and somehow internet connection, and they listen to according to John. It was amazing to me, dude. Yeah. It's six. I had six downloads uh, in that. Uh, I think it was in the same week or or two weeks um, from that place, and I was like, yeah. "Oh my goodness, man! How how unbelievable is that?" So it's cool, cool stuff. When your heart is burning with the word of God, people are going to tune you in and, and to watch it burn. Yeah, time. and I I, just, I love to teach. I'm that burning, being said, I'm burning next to you. I know, I love it. Right. That being said, let's get back onto this. So so the Savior is Jesus Christ. Matthew one twenty through twenty three. We see to take away the sins uh, of of the world, and then uh, what we have to understand is that Jesus is fully God and he's fully human. Now, the big word for that is hypostatic union, okay? Uh, He was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born to a virgin named Mary, and he is God in the flesh. So, Pastor John, are you saying the Old Testament and New Testament are connected? I'm going to say they're directly connected, contrary to what Andy Stanley says. Yeah, he says it needs to be unhinged. You don't don't pay no attention to the Old Testament. It's like... Dude, you lost your mind. Yeah, because that's theological madness. Yeah, because I've loved him in the past, yeah, but yeah. so I'm sorry. He, no, just, he, dude, he fell off a crazy train somewhere. Yeah. And what's crazy is he says disconnect it, but yet Jesus, in all of Jesus' quotes, he was quoting the Old Testament. Yeah. Over and over and over again. And somebody and, and, comes and along and says, says you need to get rid of it. it. Uh why get rid of it? Because you're an idiot. Just that's why we say follow Jesus, not men. Yeah, ab- I've absolutely. watched so many men that I have really benefited from, learned from, admired them, and then they get they get into bonehead things. And Ravi Zacharias got his uh, massage parlors and just dude, that broke my heart because he was a yeah, wonderful loved, teacher. It doesn't mean I didn't love these men, right? And even Andy Stanley, you know, there was some good that came. And it just that it seems like when people get a certain platform and followed by so many people that they they take upon themselves the right to be stupid. Yeah, (laughs) it seems to be absolutely insane. Unhinge the Old Testament. All scriptures given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, correction, instruction and righteousness. So, folks, it's the last days. There's a falling away first. I'm diverting from our text. I'm I'm about to get you back in. But man, um, well, it's really not falling away because it's God is the one who uh, Jesus specifically is the one who reconciles us to God. And, and by the way, not 
I guess in a sense it would be back to God because humanity was with God in the beginning being Adam and Eve. Um, but it, you know, if I say rescue, uh, 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 that he reconciles us back to him, uh, it, in today's world, that's not a true statement. Uh, it was only true for Adam and Eve, uh, for us, he rescues us to him, mm-hmm. not back to him. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we started separated. Yeah. yeah. We, we started condemned. We started, uh, on the platform, of by default, (laughs) you know, by default, our position is, uh, separated from God. But when you understand the default and then you begin to comprehend the gospel, the incarnation through a verse, which is what we're getting into the gospel. Wow. What? Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. So in first John four, two, it says this by this, you know, the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God and every spirit, by the way, little s, every spirit that does not confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And so if you call yourself a Christian, but you don't believe that Jesus Christ is God, you are not a Christian. According to this verse, you're not of God. I'm not judging you. I'm stating fact. And you either, you either understand that you by default, you're going to hell and you're separated from God and only Jesus can bring you to God or you remain deceived and on your way to hell. There's, there's nothing there's else. There's no other way. There's nothing else. And so Jesus is our rescuer. He's the one who reconciles uh, humanity to God, not back to God, but to God. We also have to understand that he's the creator who entered into his creation to, stay, to, to restore us, to save us. We, he... He came back to what started out as wonderful and beautiful, and we've turned it into a cesspool of sin. He clothed himself in human flesh through the virgin's womb. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. One of the reformers called it the great transaction. He he takes our sin, we take his righteousness. What a deal. One preacher said he saves us for free by grace, and then he pays us to serve him. Yeah, that's amazing. Hallelujah, what a savior. Well, in Colossians 1, 15 through 19, because I made the statement that he is the creator that came back to his creation. In Colossians 1, 15 through 19, It says, he is the image of the invisible God, he being Jesus, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created. For by Jesus, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, the visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through Jesus and for Jesus. I'd like to jump back up to verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God. And the disciples are trying to figure all this out, and they're asking good questions. And, and Jesus answered one time. He said, if you have seen me, you have You've seen, seen the Father. Father. I and my Father yeah. are one. one. He is truly divine. He's truly Emmanuel. He's truly God with us. And is the fullness of the story settles into our soul and then you see people wrestling with it and twisting it and pulling this out. No, that ain't and judging God. It's oh, like, I know. Just leave this story alone. It's so beautiful. Just, just let this story wash over you and cleanse your mind and, and rest in this. This is the gospel. Yeah. 
It's through. Here's here's the thing, guys, is that he willingly. You know, you're talking about how we just <clears throat> let it rest on us. Yeah. Jesus willingly died on the cross as a payment for our sin, which you were just talking about. In John 10, 17 through 18, therefore my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my father. And so Jesus freely lays down his life, understanding that if he doesn't do this, there's no way that we can be rescued. There's no way that we can be with the Father. There's no way that we can get to heaven. Jesus has to die for us. Remember we talked about in the beginning the, the animal, and we believe it could have been a lamb that, sh- that was killed, uh, and the blood was shed so that Adam and Eve could have tunics, and that blood would cover their sin. Now here we are. Fast forward, you have Jesus, the Lamb of God, that his blood was shed to cover our sins so that we could be with the Father. How, how many sins, Pastor John? All. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what all means? I, 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 all means all, and that's all all means. Yeah, I want to go back to when Adam, <laughs> when God made the tunics, coats of skin, the tunics, the innocent animal dies, the blood is shed, substitutionary death, and God presents them. Adam and Eve, and there was something Adam and Eve needed to do. They needed to receive receive them and put them on. And the Bible says, put you on the Lord Jesus Christ. June 18th, 1972, I put on the Lord Jesus. I received my coats of skin. But but think about how it is is happening, like you were just saying, it happened for you just like it happened for Adam and Eve. There was no difference. That's volition. They had to make their choice. Right. And God was no different then than what he is today. He still loves us, desires us, and provides a way for us to be with him. You have to make the same choice. But you have to receive. Yeah, that's all we do. As many as received him, to them he gives power to become yep. the sons of God, John one twelve. If you look on where well, we talked about he willingly died, First Peter 3.18 says this, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. Christ suffered once for sins. Hebrew says one sacrifice once for all. Johnny, you just keep adding more and more verses to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give addicted you addicted to the Bible. I can, I'm going to give you these passages. You can write this down guys I, for time's sake. I'm not going to read it, but also go to Hebrews chapter nine, verse 14 and read all the way through 10, 18. And you will get it again of how he died for us, why he died for us. So good. Also go to Hebrews chapter two, Hebrews chapter four, how he was our great high priest. Why was he tempted? If you go back and listen to the, uh, part one, uh, we talked about Jesus was tempted, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Um, and why did he allow himself to go through that knowing he was never going to sin? And then you fast forward to Hebrews chapter two through four, and you find out why he did it. He's the great high priest that allowed himself to be suffered so that he could understand and have compassion on us because as God, God couldn't understand that. He could never be in that place, if you will, physically. But Jesus coming in all of humanity could go through it and being our high priest, our God, our Savior, firsthand understands it. Tempted in all points as we are tempted, with, but without, without sin. sin. But with complete understanding 
physically felt what we feel the pain the thirst the separation from the father think about that jesus literally put himself in the mix of it all just so that we wouldn't have to go through all the and and it was his plan plan a so part one we talked about plan a when we say jesus loves you that is absolutely huge and yet people have no comprehension of it yeah I John. remember my dad saying to me, you know, and my, my mom, well, I love you. And they were disciplining me. <laughs> I didn't feel like they loved me. <laughs> right. But they really did. They and, did. And sometimes it was that discipline was the thing that I needed most. Yeah. Even though I didn't like it. Listen, from the cross, Jesus proclaimed in John 1930. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. It is finished. The death on the cross is done. What is necessary for mankind to be with God is done. What is necessary for us to live a righteous, holy life is done. What is necessary for us to receive the Holy Spirit is done. What is necessary for God the Father to look upon us as righteous instead of as filthy, sinful, nasty rags, it is done. It's finished. All of that was finished on the cross when Jesus bowed his head and died. And when the people beneath the cross heard him say those sacred words, it Mm. is finished, they were clueless. Yes. And they're like, yeah, he's he's Mm. finished all right. He's dead meat, man. He thought he he said he was the son of God. And they had no no idea. Now we're living in a world again where people kind of can, they know his name, They've heard it. They use it in vain all the time, and they're so close, and Clueless. yet they're yep. so far away. I know. Lord, help us to show the world Jesus. Amen. Right. So That's here's why the, we're in New York, right, Johnny? Absolutely. So here's why well, well, I'm in New York. You you fled. <laughs> I did 45 years God, here, John. Don't count. It's done. <laughs> You're only halfway there. <laughs> this, is this is true. So here's what happens. Jesus. Proclaims it is finished, bows his head, dies on the cross. That 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 literally settled everything. Everything that had to be done was done. So he ra- he he raises from the dead, uh, which demonstrates uh, his. Because remember, he made the claim, right? He conquers death and hell, and and so he's victorious over sin and death. When he when he uh, comes forth from the grave, witnesses and brings witnesses with him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> those guys too, right? Kind of freaked out Jerusalem, don't you think? Just All those t- dead people are living again. Yeah, just a touch. And then in First Corinthians fifteen three through eight. Paul says this, For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He Listen, he is an eyewitness here. He's not writing history. He is writing current events that he watched happen. Yeah, he's a witness. He's an eyewitness. Yeah. That... Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and that he was seen by Cephas, Peter, uh, which is Peter. Yep. Then by the 12, after that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. And then verse seven says, uh, after that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also as by one born out of due time. And and so Paul's literally saying, I am an eyewitness that Christ died 
and then he rose again. Mm -hmm. And by the way, to be an apostle, you had to have been picked by Jesus, taught by Jesus, witnessed his death, burial, and witnessed his resurrection. Well, I got a, I got a pastor kind of sort of once upon a time was a friend and he says he's an apostle now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's not that old, it, and neither are you. <laughs> but he doesn't qualify biblically. But somebody told him he's right. an apostle. It's like, folks, just stick with the scriptures. Yeah, stay away from all the silliness. You can't be an apostle because you have to be an eyewitness to this death, burial, and resurrection. And Paul was, and when he says born out of due time, he's literally referenced that he was born again after Jesus picked all the apostles. But Jesus picked him. Remember the road to Damascus? Yep. And he's special like, calling. yeah, he had that special calling. But he did see the resurrected Christ. He did. And uh, wow. Yeah. First, uh, first Corinthians 15, 50 through 57. Now this I say, Paul again, that flesh and blood cannot, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Why, Johnny? Because it's corrupt. Yeah, amen. Which is the next part, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, behold, that that, that word behold. Stop dead in your tracks. Get hold of it. Don't miss this. Let me tell you, you got to hear it. We're competing for the microphone. I I know. I love it. (laughs) I'll tone it down later. Oh, man, roll with it. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible. Uh, uh, um, and we shall be changed. For this, in, uh, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Verse 55, O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you guys, this is through Jesus. And without Jesus, you have no victory. Without Jesus, your sin condemns you. You're on, Because of your sin, you're on your way to hell. Remember, you. this is a position that you're already in. It's the default position. And Jesus came so that he could change your direction or your course of life, which is hell. And your destiny, man. Your oh, destiny, man, oh, thank man. you. Yeah. So listen, all who put their faith in Jesus, you receive forgiveness of sin. Look here in Colossians 2, 13 through 15. And you, you, I'm talking to you, and I'm talking to you, and I'm talking to me, you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses how many trespasses all is that past present and future all okay i just just one it's <laughs> a good point verse 14 having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us see it was already against us he's just he's just erasing it was and all on the record it was all on the record everything we were already guilty we just hadn't been to trial yet yeah yeah and let's keep getting deeper and darker and oh my goodness right yeah and he has taken it out of the way 
having nailed it to the cross. That's him, where he shed his blood. And then we taught, when we look here in verse 15, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. That public spectacle is when he died. The cross. It was the cross. The bloody, horrific cross. Nailed naked between two thieves, writhing for hours, and he said, you don't take my life from me. I lay it I down. I freely lay it down. Yeah. No greater love has anybody than he lays down his life for his friends. Right. And then, so Jesus takes our sin. I'm going to give you the scripture. Well, I'll, I'll read uh, one here. Second Corinthians 5, 18 through 21. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. He lets us in on spreading this message. Now, right now, then we are ambassadors for Christ. Although God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Verse 21, for he made him who knew no sin, that's for, for the father made Jesus, the son who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God, the father, in Jesus or through Jesus. That's a substitutionary death. The same one substitutionary death we saw in Genesis 3 is the same substitutionary death that happens at the cross. Yeah. The, 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 lamb, the Passover lamb in Exodus, right. <laughs> same story. You'll also same read guy. about it in Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. You, I give you that for you to write down and look up. For time's sake, we're not going to read it. But it's because of that forgiveness that we that I just read about in, in the scriptures that we just talked about. It's because of that forgiveness that people go to heaven. Not because anyone was good enough, not because we're special, not because of the family we were born in or the money we have or the money we don't have or how good looking we are, or how ugly we are, or how big we are, or how little we are, or how special favored we are by our mama. None of that matters. What matters is that you have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, believe that he died on the cross for your sins. And you put your faith in him. In Hebrews 4, 1 through 13, uh, Jesus invites everyone to believe. If you go and read that passage, right? And not just believe, but to enjoy the fullness of life in him. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that really blew my mind my first year in Christ. I, I had that that weight was lifted. You know, the Bible says, because I believed, Christ paid for my sins. I have eternal life. My name's in the book of life. And the changes that happened inside of me because I did believe, because of what I believed on the inside now gave me power to change on the outside. Mm-hmm. And it's my faith in Christ that saved me, but it was the the changes Jesus made inside of me that changed me on the outside that people could behold, like 
Duke doesn't cuss anymore. Right. Duke doesn't get high anymore. Duke right. doesn't sell drugs anymore. Duke is, obeys his parents now. And and, and my yeah. music changed. Everything, Everything changed. changed. I came that I might give them eternal life and while we're here to have life more abundantly. Yep. And people just, it's like, just go with the gospel. It's beautiful. I, I don't understand how, I don't understand how people do not have joy that, that are Christians. I don't understand it. Um, except for they haven't got the focus off themselves yet. And I'm sitting here 52 years after I got saved, going over stuff I know well. I'm just thrilled to the core. Right. And, and you know, what's funny is my father-in-law, um, my father-in-law after this was about two years after I got saved and he, and, uh, I had my own business in automotive repair and I was working on his truck and out of nowhere, out of, out of nowhere, like just a thought hit his brain and it rolled off his tongue. And he said, there's gotta be a God to have changed you. <laughs> yeah. Johnny found out God could whoop him. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and, and I, set him free and set and love me. Yeah. You realize I hadn't, uh, anyway, I'm not going to get into it because I, I, it, 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 yeah, here we go. So listen, because of that forgiveness, people go to heaven and God invites everyone to enjoy life and the fullness in life. How, how many people does he invite? Everyone. 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 Everyone, not which just, means not just the elect, huh? No, everyone, everyone. which means minus no one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. Hebrews 4, 1 through 13. I give you all of that so that you can read it, but I'm only going to read one verse. It says, for we who have, this is verse 3, uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3. For we who have believed do enter that rest. And you have to read 1 and 2 to find the rest. But we enter that rest. But those who do not believe, they shall not enter my rest. And so here's the question, guys. And this is legit, real question. I am that you have to answer this. I, nobody can do this for you. Do you know whether you will go to heaven or hell? These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you, that may, you may know. know. God wants everybody to know yeah, this. Yeah, it's not a hope so, maybe so. How it's not how you feel. No. Nope. Got no, it's got nothing to do with feelings. It's got everything to do with free will to make but, a decision. But my, my grandpa was a pastor. Well, God bless you. <laughs> we need Jesus. We need Jesus. We really need Jesus. Listen, if you understand that you're separated from God, if you understand or when you understand that God doesn't send you to hell, that your default position is you're on your way to hell. That's your default. And that God sent his son Jesus to rescue you from that. Not to send you to hell, but to rescue you from where you are already headed. If you understand that God has provided the means of forgiveness and reconciliation, and you receive his offer of salvation today by faith, Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You have to believe in your heart and then you have to verbalize it with your mouth and speak it up. If you understand your default position, then you clearly will understand the need for Jesus. Amen.
Guys, I hope that this has helped you. I hope that you have learned and that you really sat down and look at yourself and look at these scriptures we've talked about and that one day, if you're not saved, that you will be. So, guys, uh, if you have liked this, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, God bless. Thank you.